Calling all benders and non-benders alike. Jump into the epic world of Avatar with your favorite podcast, Avatar, Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney. And me, Dante Bosco. Each week we'll recap and discuss a new episode. So come join us and our amazing guests from creators to cast to superfans to chat about all things Avatarverse. It's Fire Nation time. Book of Fire. Let's go. Listen to Avatar Braving the Elements wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Marvel Vision, a podcast about Marvel, the MCU, and right now the season finale, series finale of uh, Secret Invasion. I'm Alex. <laughs> I'm Justin. I'm Pete. And as mentioned, we are going to be talking about episode six, Home. So if you haven't checked it out on Disney Plus, please do, because we're going to spoil it away. At the end here, we get a bunch of big things go down as Nick Fury takes the fight directly to Gravik, except he doesn't. It turns out it's Gaia pretending to be Nick Fury. He, she, and Gravik both get in the Super Scroll machine, and she gets the powers of the entire MCU, making her the, the most powerful character in the MCU. And by the end of the episode, she is teamed up with Olivia Coleman's character. Meanwhile, Olivia Coleman's character, who I'm not going to learn the name of, is teamed up with Nick Fury <laughs> to talk to the That's president right. to try to reveal that Don Cheadle is a Skrull. They do by taking a very long time to shoot him in the head. And ultimately, that turns the president racist. And then the entire world turns against <laughs> Skrulls, shoots the British prime minister in the head, who is not a Skrull, mind you. Everything is destabilized. And Sam Jackson goes back to space with his wife in the end. Wow. Honestly, I have nothing to add. That's plenty. <laughs> uh, this, that's this show, Pete, I want to turn to you first because you were like, this was on an upswing the past couple of episodes. I know how I feel. I think it's pretty obvious based on the way that I just recapped this. But I don't want to discount you. How'd you feel? Did you, did you, hey, were you happy for, with the uh, yeah, Just real here? quick, what, what it took a... 18 years to do in a podcast? You don't want to discount me? I did this me? last hey, week as well. Uh, I did that last week. Yeah, I'll, I'll, take, I would the, never, I'll take, the, take the win every week. Okay. Uh, I, I, would I, never, think, I would never discount you, Pete. Listen, I always pay listen, full man, price. I, I, the way that I like to refer to it is I sort of Marvel flipped my perspective. Well, thank you for teeing <laughs> that up for me because we, each episode we're getting less and less of a – there's no flip. There's no comics. It just says the Marvel logo, and that's how much they don't believe in this show. No, they're, no, not, no they're taking time. their name off it. No time. They're taking their name off it. They got yeah. to type 37 minutes. minutes. Yeah, 37 minutes. 33 uh, minutes, including credits. But we got to sit through a full <laughs> yeah. shitty Secret Invasion fucking title card sequence that fucking blows. All right, uh, watch, watch the language, okay? <laughs> yeah. No. I, Kids, uh, unfortunately, watch this show. Well, hey, yeah. you know what, kids? In real life, people swear. Okay, so welcome <laughs> to the real world. Good fucking luck, man. I hope you do great. All right, wow. here we go. So yeah, I can't um, tell if he's happy or mad. Let's see. I guess I think it's uh, this was an upsetting episode. There was so much jammed in here. We got a super scroll fight that was downplayed. Uh, I and and fast forwarded. I I just uh, that was could have been such a cool thing to have. Um, you know, we were just fast forwarding through all these different powers. At some point I was like, oh my God, are they using fantastic four powers in this? Like when we had the I ice arm and then the, you know, the rocks, I was like, you know, it would have been cool if we could have got a little bit more, 
like ha- having a chance to nerd out at what powers they were kind of ciphering through. Like the Mantis was a nice moment where we were like, oh, that's clearly the Mantis thing. That was cool, but it just kind of got fast forwarded and and Wait, rushed. real quick. I wanted to ask you, what did you think about the fact that Drax genetically has tattoos on his arm and the fact that Ebony Maw genetically has rings on his fingers as well? What, what, yeah, what did you think yeah. about that? I thought that, that was cool. That was, that was fun. That's how I it like works. Any kind of nod to let us know. What power is being used, or any kind of clue would have been would have been nice. You know what I mean? Um, well, that, the rings were the clue, but yeah. to Alex's point, that made no sense. <laughs> <laughs> and let me say, the number of question marks that I wrote down in my notes, I'm like, this show is. I cannot believe. I feel like they were like, "Hurry, we have a half an hour to make this and shoot it," because I was like, "Take a second. It's like it felt like an improv show. I was like, "Oh, they didn't remember that, but it's okay. They're making it up on the spot." And in this, I was like, "You spent so much money and they have top tier talent." Listen, in this I, show, I two quick things that I'll throw out there. Just one thing that I've seen a bunch of people point out online about the whole arc of the show. We presented at the beginning that the whole idea of the show is that Nick Fury left dirt. He abdicated his responsibility and a situation got caused. And so ultimately the idea of the show is like, how does he accept that responsibility? Ultimately Gaia kills the bad guy. And then he leaves Earth because he, worse than he found it at the beginning of the show, which is an insane arc for any character. He doesn't even seem to care. He's like, well, I guess we'll have some talk with Cree or something like that. But see you yeah. later, Earth. Good luck with your racist president who's <laughs> inflamed tensions with everybody, which is wild. But to throw something else out there that really occurred to me here is like, why wasn't this the second episode of the show? I feel like we've said that with every yeah. subsequent episode, but this is a place to be where we're getting to like squall racism on Earth. Everybody is paranoid to uh, against each other. Nick Fury has a real situation that he needs to deal with on a global scale versus like he's kind of in London and then he's kind of in an abandoned nuclear reactor in Russia. And then otherwise, this is like... Mission Impossible would be embarrassed. You know, this is not a global spy thriller. This is something that takes place in a couple of houses and rooms, and that's pretty much it. It's very well. It's honestly they they spent a lot of time really taking care of uh, Fury and Vara's house. That Mm -hmm. felt like character number one in this show. Number one on the call sheet is the house. House, one hundred percent. It's very rare for a location to be number one on the call sheet, but yeah, I think it's right. What were you going to say? You know, a lot of a lot of things they they're like, oh, we want to have you know the location feel like a character in the show. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like New York City is a character in this. No, I think let me that- just be clear though. Talos's funeral took less time than they spent talking about like how nice the house is, and then they're back there cleaning up. And then they're still talking about the house. I was like, go do something else. I have fifty things to say that I would want answers for right now. Well, yeah, there's a lot of things. If this is an op- this whole thing was just kind of like Fury has to clean up a bunch of messes, um, and then he does it, and at the end, well, he does wow. at least have a better relationship with his wife at the end of the day. He didn't fix that. He was like, "Well, I'm leaving," and then she rolled up. Yeah, <laughs> she, and she was, he like, was waiting for his ship. Clear, I'm not coming to space for a very long time. Just briefly, okay. So, yeah, yeah. He, he didn't repair anything. Like, li- literally, in the text of the show, visually, he was like, well, look at this broken vase. 
nothing to be done about that. Threw down the broken piece, left the house. Like that is a clear indicator. Is like can't fix anything. Sorry, not a fixer here. Uh, can I throw out one of the most? I know we're being very negative here, but I thought this was bad. I'm sorry. The one of the most embarrassing things I think I have ever seen in the MCU was when they're getting everybody out of the scroll brain machines. And we could probably mm-hmm. unpack what it means for Rhodey. The speculation is he's in the hospital gown, which is towards the end of Civil War. So that was an indication that he was probably switched out with a scroll by the end of Civil War. So did it live through Infinity War and Endgame, which yeah. Why? What? Yeah, bummer. Bummer for the roadie fans. Well, especially he was like, they made a point be like, he's been in there a long time. Yeah. He can't walk. Everyone else walk. is tap dancing out this machine and he is the only <laughs> one that has to be carried. Right. Also, I was like, remember a minute ago when the radiation was so bad, it was like going to kill Nick Fury when it was that. And then they're all like, we live in this radiation and have for <laughs> uh, years, some of us. But that, the that thing that I wanted sense. to point out was the embarrassing thing was Martin Freeman being there. And mind you, mind you we had to see him. We had to be like, OK, Everett yep. Ross is alive. He was replaced by a scrawl. But that is the worst example well, of he did not film on the same day as anybody else. I think I have seen in the entirety of the MCU, like the grainy of the shot, the fact that he's like, Rhodey, how long have you been in here? And Rhodey's like, I'm not going to look at you or say anything back. That they have all the survivors stumbling out. Martin Freeman, nowhere to be seen. I was like, what What are we doing here? Oh my God. You guys, did you it reminded me of, of this? It reminded me of an actor setting in a self-tape for an audition. Yeah. That's what it felt like. It was him being like, huh? Ah, bye. Yeah. <laughs> was nothing. It, like nothing against Martin Freeman. He had to be available to come well, in guys, for one day to shoot that. Right. Well, no, we, they filmed that on the same day. They filmed his scene at the top of episode one. And sure. that was his day. Yeah. They, they did it on the same day. It's just none of the other actors were called on the day he shot that first scene. Yeah. It looked so bad. I was so uncomfortable watching that. What were, were you guys saying? hoping that uh, Smolders was going to be one of the ones that was, you know, I was hoping, I didn't believe it, but I was holding out hope no. that they were going to do that. Uh, of course they did. So she's dead, dead, 100% for real. dead, dead, dead. That's, dead. Yeah. that's bullshit. It is bullshit. That's right. Well, we can all, I want to just forget that this whole uh, series happened, uh, technically. Just to roll through and stop me anytime, but Fury's <laughs> whole plan is to push an empty car into the thing and it works. He beats the, this is the top of the episode. I was like, he pushed an empty car down a hill. That reminded me of the entire time I was watching that scene, the steamroller scene at Austin Powers, where the steamroller is yes. slowly coming yes. for the guy and he's yeah. screaming. Ludicrous. Absolutely. I was like, this is your espionage show? He pushed a car at the gate and it worked? Get out of here. The Russian president's name is Vladimov? Try again, gang. Let's think a little harder <laughs> about that. Rody says a line, did you take stupid pills? I was like, who wrote this? My 10-year-old cousin? Just get out of here. There's a line Rody has. I can't. He said, yeah, the, but bit, you Rody barely survived clearly- by the skin skin of your teeth. Is that an intentional, poorly written line? Like you survive by the skin of your teeth or you barely survive? That's two different things. Is that intentional? Like he's a scroll. He doesn't know yes. how to talk. It's trying to be like this. Roadie is clearly a skull. We're going to shoot him in the head soon. We don't want you to think that it was really. Can we jump to why did they take so long to shoot him in the head? Like because, because you needed yeah. fury to do it. 
there have been so many episodes where Olivia Coleman is like, well, I think this is a scroll. Cut off his finger. No hesitation. This is a scroll. I'm going to shoot him through the hand into his leg is I think what we established. Yes, happens to we guy. established that. Yeah, a yep, normal that thing our, that happens on shows. Our conspiracy theory. Yep. <laughs> yes. Uh, so she has had no hesitation. Meanwhile, they're like, listen, nuclear bombs are about to go off and destroy the world. We need to take the time to convince the president this is a scrawl versus just hitting him on the head real hard and seeing what happens. Insanity, like utter insanity. Yeah. I felt like I was taking stupid pills. Shout out to your 10 year old uh, cousin. Yeah, yeah, great writer. Um, why was the plan, why was the Gravix plan to expose new Skrullers to the U.S. military? So they would bomb them? So and they start were, a war. Yes, his plan yeah, But why was, would he choose another place isn't where you live? Don't you no. choose your home as the bomb place. He he wants all the humans dead so that he can, uh, they can claim the planet. Gravix was, no was nonsense. And the reveal in this episode that not that he was Nick Fury's son, we already established that he was this blood boy who picked up blood on the floor of Avengers Endgame. Yeah. But that this episode, the reveal of his whole motivation was like, I'm wearing the face of the first person you maybe killed. That was such yeah. a horrific, harrowing experience for me to kill a human. I am now going to kill every other human on the planet. There is no Kingsley Benadire, the actor. Great in Barbie, by the way. Totally different. Check him out there. He's a great yeah. actor. Great actor. Doing his best with this material that was utter nonsense. Like, complete and yeah. utter nonsense from top to bottom. His motivation was garbage. I like that speech. I thought it was a nice moment where Fury, it, it turns out it wasn't Fury, uh, but where Fury was like, yo, you're right. I've been an asshole to you, and I'm sorry. That's why I came back to Earth, because I wanted to make things right with you. I thought I was like, oh, my God, what a great thing to say to somebody. And the fact that he revealed, like, oh, you don't recognize this? This is the first person you made me kill? That's fucked up. And I think that that was an interesting kind of, like, choice. Uh, so I, I, I like that part. I'm sorry that you didn't like it, but I, I thought it was a cool moment. I like the idea I, I, there. I, I just didn't see the connection between I was yeah. so upset about killing this person. I'm now going to kill every person. The, there was like an A to Z thing with nothing in the middle there. Well, they only had 30 yeah. minutes to do a whole episode. Uh, oh, yeah, so yeah, that's, that's very true. There were some other things they could have cut. I think, um, do you <laughs> buy that Nick Fury felt relief as he was being blipped, as he says in this episode? The rehashing of the blip, I was like, come on, guys, let's move on. Let's yeah, get out definitely of here. I did like how blip. he said, I like ashed away or whatever he said, like I flaked away. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, this is an interesting way to describe it because it was a light kind of floating. You're watching your kind of skin float away. So in that scene, he goes, ah, mother fuh, and then he gets cut off. So that didn't say relief to me. Like that that's was exactly, that I was like, let's watch the tape, Nick. You told me you had relief. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't remember the, you I can, smiling as you got, you know, flanked yay. away. That was his line, right? Yay. Hooray. Yeah, it was just like settling into a comfy chair. He was, was like, oh, what a relief. I'm dead. This is great. <laughs> I can't get past the idea that all of the DNA is in that one tube. That yeah. bothers me. It, it does, right? Me. Why would one, you do it that way? Not even different colors. It's just all like it should be color. separate tubes. Get out of here when they're all in the same tube. And it's everything. Now, can we talk about the fact? Again, I know I was joking about this at the recap, but the fact that Gaia has the powers of literally every character, including Thor in the MCU, she has Captain Marvel powers. It is. So insanely overpowered. What do you do with that going forward no. in any reasonable way? 
I bet we don't see her again Ever. until maybe a Secret Wars situation. But I don't know why they would do that, pay all of that. Because, like, first off, they she puts the juice, the hero juice, in the machine. Right. And it knows everyone's name. The machine <laughs> knows everyone's name. That's how DNA works. It's like, yeah. Dude, yeah, if you they're take like, oh, of course, this is Cull Obsidian's DNA. I was like, you know Cull Obsidian? My computer friend? I don't think so. I was like, get out of here with that. But yes, we get no time for them to work on their powers being Super Scroll. I love the idea of Super Scroll. One of my favorite weird old comic book things. Yeah. I thought the fight had cool parts to it. It mm-hmm. just needed to be way slow down and way more like trying to figure it out a little bit because it was just like whose arm am i gonna punch with and i was like i don't know this all seems the same yeah that i did well i I just want to just to give two positives i agree with you on the fight where there there were some cool shots and i had asked the last episode like at least give me a superhero fight. Like, give me something to hold on to here. And we got that. You know, I don't think it made a lot of sense. I agree with you. It went very fast. But at least we got that just in terms of action movie pleasingness. The other thing that I will say is even though I saw it coming from a mile away with the Gaia reveal, at least they yep. did some scroll stuff in this episode. So yes, when it agreed. eventually came More out, I was scrolls, like, good. Yeah. Good, great. This is exactly what you should have done. This is what we should have been doing all along. Like, I knew the trick was coming, yeah. but you did the trick in the right way. Uh, well, and I also, I also want to say, go ahead, UP. I also just wanted to say, I like the shout out to Invincible with, you know, kind of like punching through somebody's chest there at the end. That mm-hmm. was nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, look, how did it work that she beat him? Because there was a lot of punching through bodies and stuff. She just beat him. She punched she him really hard. shot him with Captain Marvel, Captain Marvel powers yeah, through his Captain Marvel powers. Uh, section. Yeah. And yeah. he couldn't extreme okay. as fast enough based on that. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Good. Good. Great. I'll write that down for the future. So I know that um, I will. One other positive thing. It was nice to see Fury be Fury here in the, the scene that came after. Yeah. I know we got into a long protracted unnecessary conversation about like shoot the scroll, but it was like, I feel like that was the first time in the series when we saw Fury walk in darting up dudes looking like the Nick Fury that we expected to see. Yeah, I also, while we're talking about positives, I liked the shot of the close encounter ship taking them back up to yeah, space. I thought that was that very was cool. nicely shot. That little the, line was yeah, the really line, cool. the silhouettes of the two yeah. of them as they're that going was into cool. the spaceship. That was, that was well filmed. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to throw out something that was being discussed a little bit on our Patreon Slack, and I've seen this popping a lot, a lot online. So we have this new status quo for scrolls where Ritson says, zero tolerance for off-worlders. We're going to kill all of you. We know exactly how to find scrolls, question mark. How could you do that? I don't know. Uh, but it, it leads to that. You got a lot of other off-worlders there than scrolls, right? Like, specifically, right. we have New Asgard, which is full of aliens as well as human beings. Yeah. Is that a problem for them or no? Well, isn't there a giant god for in the ocean Celestial, at the end of Eternals, yeah. Celestial, like, get out of here. What are you talking about? Like, these scrolls, we got to kill them. We all got to deal with God Island, Celestial mm-hmm. Island over there. I will say with both of those things, and I see the Celestial thing come up a lot online, like, why is nobody talking about this? And I think they have actually talked about it in two different things. I think they mentioned it in She-Hulk and some other series, maybe Miss Marvel or something like that. So it's not like people are totally ignoring it. But I think to me, those are the same arguments as why doesn't 
Iron Man show up in this Thor movie? Why isn't Captain America in this movie? It's like, because that complicates it. Like, we don't need... It's a different story. It's a different story. We don't need to talk about there. You could talk about it. Like, you could talk about the new Asgard stuff if that's something you wanted to deal with in terms of how does this world treat different types of aliens. But you're getting into a very different thing than what the show wanted to do in terms of like, well, these aliens look a lot more human than the scrolls who are green with pointy ears. What does that mean? That's a whole racism metaphor that absolutely 100% you can get into, but that's not what the series wanted to deal with. Maybe to its detriment, well, but... but. Yeah. But I would also say, that, like, this was one of the darkest endings for a Marvel show. It felt like a Black Mirror episode where they're mm-hmm. like, yep, and now people are killing randomly, kill each, like, groups of people are killing random people in power on camera. I was like, this is horrifying. Why are we going here? And then they have another scene with the president where he's like, he's like, you can't do this. He's like, yes, I can. I'm racist. And I was like, okay, <laughs> bye. That's the end of the message here. All of the things that happened towards the end of the episode felt like some of the most blatant chess piece moving that I've seen from Marvel, where this show was all middle and checkers. Those are checkers. That was definitely checkers. Well, the things like we know Harrison Ford is going to be president in Captain America, New World Order. So this to me feels like we do. We know that. Yes, he's going to be president. Thunderbolt Ross. He's taking over. Oh man, that's awesome. Well, and he's going to be president it. of our America, too. We oh, think. Whoa, wow. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, short Round is vice it. president, which is also pretty <laughs> <It's> bad. <laughs> bad <time. laughs> yes. But Harrison Ford is going to be president. So this feels like a like written over racist himself and they get him out of office. But like, how is that an interesting storyline? I don't know. The whole Nick Fury getting it back to space thing felt like, well, he's already in space for the Marvels. So we need to get him back to space. And that's what's going to go on there. The scroll thing. When are they ever going to deal with that? Is that going to be in the background of every movie and TV show? Like we're going to be watching Echo and they're just randomly killing scrolls? No, that's not anything they're going to refer to. Not in Loki or anything like that. Same thing with the Gaia teaming up with Olivia Coleman. Love that setup, even though I hate her powers. But like, when are we ever going to see these things? It would be cool, If we it would be cool, cool. but again, I'm pulling off of like a lot of online conversations because we're taping this the next day. But I've seen a lot of conversation about... There used to be a point, you don't have to have clarity, you can't have mystery, but there used to be a point where like, you see Hawkeye and Thor and you're like, ooh, this is a promise and we're going to see Hawkeye coming up and then it pays off at Avengers. Now, when are we going to see any of these things? Question mark. Yeah. Like just, they've been doing this and this is the problem that we've been talking about with Phase 4 on, where they're just throwing a bunch of shit out to see what sticks to the wall and that's fine, but that doesn't point to an overall plan. It points to just like, scrambling to do stuff, which is not the MCU's strong suit. Well, and I think it worked a lot in the movies because that's a much more contained like way of production, essentially. And TV, it's different teams all the time, hard to coordinate. And, you know, there's been a lot of TV. So I think that's why it's a little far afield. But I'm often reminded in these moments of a uh, a great scrawl quote. What do scrolls call good luck? Bad luck. <laughs> Oh yeah, that was, that and was I'd like to leave. A, I'd like to leave us with that. <laughs> Great, and I no no questions about what the fuck that means, <laughs> how that makes any sense. No questions. Just let it sink in. Bad luck is good luck. Uh, not not a good show. Not a high point. We are going to have to wrap up here. Had some, that- had some fun moments. Sure, yeah, I had some fun moments throughout, but I overall. 
I don't know, man. I, I had a root be... canal yesterday, and uh, the dentist <laughs> was nice to me at the end. Yeah. Well, hey, that was fun. There you go. Oh, that's very cool. That's yeah. very cool. Lots of questions here that we can plumb into in another episode where we talk about what this means for the future of the MCU, what this means overall for the cultural ramifications of the MCU and other things. I'm sure we'll get into it at some point. Uh, but as is, if you would like to support this podcast and all the podcasts, we do patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. to Facebook and YouTube. Come hang out. We would love to chat with you about Marvel, despite everything that you just heard over the previous 20 minutes. Apple, Spotify, not Stitcher, because Stitcher is going away. Uh, at the end of August, if you're sized on Stitcher, please subscribe anywhere else. We are on every major podcast surface, uh, service, excuse me, at Marvel Vision Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, comicbookclublive.com for this podcast and many more. Until next time, stay marvelous. Can't wait for season two. <laughs> <laughs>